0: You're listening to GradCast from the Yale Graduate Student Assembly. I'm Nick Curry. In this episode, I'm joined by Colleen Murphy, a tax reporter and soon-to-be news editor at Bloomberg b We'll be talking more about the tax reform bills currently working their way through Congress. Hey, Colleen. So now that the House has passed their version of the tax reform bill, what are things looking like in the Senate?
1: The Senate Finance Committee approved its plan late last night and now the Senate is on recess for the week of Thanksgiving and they'll come back after that week. And that's when we should expect to see uh, legislative text. Um, Right now they've been working off what they call a conceptual document. It's a couple hundred pages, but it's not bill text. So after Thanksgiving, uh, the Senate will put out its its formal bill and then bring it to the floor.
0: Mm -hmm. The bill moved through the House very quickly. Are we... Can we expect to see that kind of pace in the Senate as well, or will things slow down a bit?
1: Well, that's certainly what they're hoping for. Um, Republicans are still saying that they want to pass tax reform by the end of the year. And so kind of the the bigger step to come is once the Senate passes its bill, you know, whether that's the week after Thanksgiving or two after, the House and the Senate to come to an agreement about what exactly the plan looks like. And that's where a lot of these disagreements are going to come up. So that, you know, that's called a conference committee. And that process could take several weeks, even though um, Republican leaders have said that they hope it moves quicker. And then after that, um, then they would be able to move it move it along and get it to the president's desk.
0: Mm-hmm. So obviously, the provisions in the tax bills dealing with education are the... Uh, causes for anxiety around here, but how m- much conversation is there around things like the endowment tax and the student loan interest deduction and the house provisions for tuition waivers on the Hill, given that there's so many other uh, headline-grabbing things like the individual mandate showing back up?
1: Yeah, uh, the individual mandate, that, that requirement for health insurance, and um, a deduction for state and local taxes, is re- those are really the two issues that have been getting the most attention up on the Hill, um, uh, those college provisions, I think, um, matter to a lot of outside groups, but from lawmakers I've talked to, that hasn't really been their focus, although they've certainly been getting feedback.
0: Mm-hmm. What are the big players in the, in the outside groups who are going to bat for students? Who's, who's pushing for these kinds of changes?
1: Well, I think actually, uh, more specifically, it's who's pushing against these changes. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, I haven't looked at the uh, lobbying data recently, but a couple of months ago I did. And there are a lot of colleges with big endowments who were lobbying against any sort of a tax. And again, the House and the Senate both have a 1.4% tax on endowment income for certain schools in the plans. Um, So for example, when that Idea was kind of floated a couple of months ago. The president of Harvard came down and met with lawmakers. Uh, so you could expect to see those those wealthy schools, those schools with the large endowments that would be getting taxed, um, pushing against this very hard. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, more like National Association of College and University Business Officers and different kind of education-related groups um, have, been, have been vocal about it, too. And um, there's definitely a lot of concern.
0: Mm-hmm. With this, um, say that this bill does pass through the Senate as it seems to be drafted right now, um, which would not include um, the elimination of the student loan interest deduction or the elimination of the tuition waivers clauses in the House bill, how likely does it seem that those provisions could reappear in the bill in conference committee? How likely is it that the House version would would kind of um, dominate those provisions, I guess?
1: It's a little bit hard to say. I haven't asked anybody specifically what they are predicting on that front. I think kind of two factors are at play. First, um, the Senate can only lose two Republican votes and still pass a bill. So there's a lot of kind of understanding in the House that they are going to need to take essentially whatever the Senate can pass and accept it. Mm -hmm. So to the extent that something is not in the Senate bill, I think, um, you know, there's a chance that it stays out as the process goes along, because uh, the Senate has that more narrow margin. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, um, for something kind of a smaller issue like like this, uh, not smaller for the people, uh, for college students or colleges, Mm -hmm, but sort of in the sort of political spectrum, um, an issue that's getting less attention, I think those are the kinds of things that in a conference committee, you might just have members who decide it isn't something that they want to be fighting about. And so they decide, you know, the House needs wants this and it brings in a little bit of revenue or whatever. So might as well kind of include it in there. I think that that's possible for some of this stuff.
0: Sure. but it's, So it sounds like given the, the small margins in the Senate, it is a good sign for students that these aren't in the current Senate drafts.
1: Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what exactly comes in that bill. I think that will be the most telling kind of each iteration of the Senate draft. And we've had Uh, two different updates to it this week. Um, Each version gets a little bit closer to what the final product will look like. So I think the week after Thanksgiving, when that bill comes out, that will be the most telling.
0: Mm -hmm. So there are also some provisions in the House version of the bill that would make changes to some popular education tax credits, right?
1: Yep, that's right. So the bill is getting rid of um, two of the existing credits, the hope scholarship tax credit and a lifetime learning tax credit it's keeping the american opportunity tax credit uh those are sort of wordy names but uh that the one that it's keeping it's worth two thousand five hundred dollars and it goes toward tuition and um related expenses room and board and things like that um so this is an area that um republicans have been sort of eyeing for a long time um it was included back two years ago i guess when that first put out its preliminary tax plan. um, There's kind of a sense among Republicans that this is so complicated and, you know, maybe tax credits aren't the most efficient way to be helping people pay for college. So it's it's just too much, basically. That was kind of their feeling. So it's not surprising that these credits are condensed in this House bill. That's something that Republicans have been talking about wanting to do for quite a while.
0: Mm -hmm. Thanks, Colleen.
1: Thanks.
0: Bye. Bye. We'll be doing our best to keep you updated as things move forward. Thanks again, to Colleen Murphy at Bloomberg. Thanks to Dean Slight for his support. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. If you have questions, feedback, ideas for an episode, or you want to get involved, send us an email at yalegradcast at gmail.com. Finally, if you haven't already, follow the Yale Graduate Student Assembly on Facebook for updates on new episodes and to find out more about how we are working for you.
1: Yale Gradcast. Brought to you by the Graduate Student Assembly.